Views expressed by Northstar do not express legal or investment advice. Programming is brought to you in part by Once Fiduciary. For all of your business planning and family office needs, go to trustonce.com or call them at 307-263-0760. That's 307-263-0760 or trustonce.com. Let's talk the four Ps. You're listening to North Star. And we're back. We are back in in effect, man. What a heck of a week, huh? Oh, it was a crazy week indeed, evil doctor business. I tell you what, man, it's uh it's a hard game scheming and also paying attention to other people's schemes too, evidently. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Everybody's trying to figure a way to finagle a dollar out of your pocket. <laughs> you know, it, it, it never it never seems to add up. Uh, you know, your benefit, it always seems to be to their benefit, right? Uh, almost exclusively, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you start tracking where the dollar went or, you know, if they shortchanged you on a product that they delivered, you know, and, you know, I've never, I don't see folks make a mistake to where they gave you more than what you paid for. That's right. No one ever that's does right. that. No, no, that's yeah. a dying art there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's 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 absolutely, and I think they got the public so well conditioned that if somebody did over deliver, you would probably feel guilty and then tell them about it. You know, <laughs> Trying to give something that back. Something you don't you don't deserve to be treated well. That's right. You probably try to give it back. Hey, you gave me a little. You gave me a little too much here. I want to try to give some of this back to you. <laughs> you know, yeah, man. You put an extra hamburger in my bag. No, I'm taking that hamburger these days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, that's that's the whole idea about us having this uh, podcast going and and lead people into freedom because we we definitely have to start working on getting rid of a lot of these middlemen in here or yes. a lot of these middle things and you know start first first mm-hmm. uh, working on our own uh, individual units, if you will, yeah, and growing out from there. And once we have that down pat, then we can start to, you know, connect and look for other things because we need to be a part of these opportunities as opposed to be constantly uh, being sold the opportunity or sold the opportunity for somebody else or, you know, hey, you know, go on out there and cop that, go out there, buy my album, buy my this, buy my that, get the latest here, here's the latest thing. Oh, look how wonderful this person is doing. Uh, You know, go buy, go buy more stuff uh, from this person, you know? Yeah, that's right. If it's something that you weren't looking for to begin with, mm-hmm. uh, you probably probably don't need it. Uh, I, I saw Sad Guru on TV. Uh, I guess it was a couple of uh, weeks ago. He said something interesting. He said everybody's complaining about salaries and wages, and and it's true. You know, executive pay has gone up exponentially, and worker pay has not. Sure. Right. He said, but he said, but are you really that that bad off when all of your garages are so full of junk you have to get storage units to hold more crap? 
<laughs> that's right pay rent for your stuff right you know yeah you know and i thought about I was like you know we, we do we hold a lot of inventory of things that we don't even use and how much has that chipped away you know uh, uh you know the different items that you add mm-hmm. your garage that you don't even use or have space mm-hmm. that's well, right that's right useful. that's right my mentor told me he goes hey he goes you ever get to the point where you have a place to live and you're still renting a place so your stuff has a place to live, right? Right? You you, you got an apartment for your side stuff, right? Your main mm-hmm. stuff is in your house and then you got an apartment for your side stuff. He goes, you're going it all wrong. And um, yeah, 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 yeah. He made me get rid of storage. Yeah. He was like, I don't get it. He goes, if everything you need is not where you live, I don't know what yeah. you got, right? Either you need a bigger house, right? But you can't pay rent for your stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, right, if, I, that, if I that's that consumerism, I, but on I, the other, I, 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 you were saying on the other hand, uh, I, I was saying on the other hand, uh, if you had some property and you wanted to turn it into a storage facility and sell it to other folks, well, we're we're fine with that too. Or if you have some equipment <laughs> you use for work, uh, welding equipment and stuff. Well, that's fine too. We're with all of that, but uh, right. as a general rule, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't rent out a space for my stuff. Yeah, no, it, it's, um, and I think, I think basically what happens is that we get the storage units, thinking to ourselves, I gotta declutter where I live. I'm gonna put this over here until I decide yeah. what I want to do with it, or I got another step I'm going to, you know. So, but mm-hmm. when it becomes, you know, you're, you're second year with that unit and you haven't even gone over there right what are you doing right yeah Yeah. you know you know it's all over you know it's all over you know it's uh you know there's a uh, rule it's a pretty tough rule though because you know we we have a lot of sentimental attachment to things and that really has a lot to do with you know we attach meaning to things as opposed to the memories themselves and you know with cell phones and everything and and you know social media i guess it gets worse and worse but you know, if if you haven't used something in 90 days and you haven't even looked for it and you got it in there, you could pretty much throw it away without looking at it. But I think we get to the stuff, we look at it, and then we go, oh man, I can't, I remember when I got this, I was hanging out with, I can't, let me just put this to the side, right? But Trey, it goes another, goes another six months before you ever look at it again. You're never gonna use it again, you know? it's. Uh, you know, but these places know this, so they know once you have it renting, it's out of sight, it's out of mind. The bill gets paid automatically. I mean, things are just attached to your bank account now. You hardly ever check it. And it's just coming out monthly automatically. And it's like a gym membership, right? You start off in January, you got it. And that's why they make the amount so low. You don't even notice the $10 a month I'm pulling from your account, right? From the gym membership. You haven't been there since January, since January 5th. You haven't been there. And, uh, but, what, what's ten dollars? You're not even looking at it. You don't even know what's coming out. So much so that now they're making apps for you to download that will get rid of things you're not using for you. And I was like, well, wait, what's going on here? Now I need something yeah. to tell me that I don't need something. That's right. Yeah. And, you know. Well, it, you already knew you didn't need it. Now they're going to help. We can't it for you, so you, you can save the headache. You know down that 1-800 right. number and then they then they start pleading with you you know well That's i right. mean i've had i had somebody try to oh i know what it was we had the bright idea of doing nutrisystem years ago 
Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm not eating this crap. This is terrible. <laughs> it's just, I'm not, it's just boxes full of food I'm not touching. Right. So I called them to cancel. And uh-huh. well, what, what price would you? No, 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 no. You don't understand. I'm not negotiating. Right. I don't, I, it is useless to me. Cancel. Right. And you know, my wife was like, oh, you're hard. So I'm like, no, I'm not. They need they need clear communication. Or they're they're hired to be the last line of sale. Yes, yes, yes. And and it, no, just can't. I'm done. So uh-huh. uh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. When I was learning sales, we were we were exit men. That's what you were when we were. Um, you know, we were just glorified salesmen. It wasn't nobody really teaching you how to stock trade back then or anything. You know, it was just get these accounts and get it. So if somebody wanted to quit before the, you know, the time you've pretty much, you know, they've lost money or flushed out of money, you know, if you were really good at sales, they'd get to you, you'd give it to them and, you know, you'd be the exit man. And this is a person, after you pass the person around three times, I want to, okay, hold on, let me pass you to somebody. Okay, hold on. So you'd pass them around like three times, hopefully they get tied. If they didn't get tired, then they got to you, fourth or fifth guy down the line, and you was the exit guy. You was the last line of defense. And usually by then, you could try to, and the thing was always to just offer him something. And it almost didn't matter. Yeah, take a month free or two months free. It almost didn't matter. Two months free, one month free, take 50 off, not this. Let me give you an extra pack. It didn't matter because if you got him to say yes, you wouldn't hear from them for six months again when they thought about it again. Wow. And, and you would make all your money. It was crazy, the sales, how aggressive the sale. But the psychology of it is when they was teaching us was, listen, just they felt good in the moment. They said, OK, that's how you got them. And you won't see them for six months. We'll put them back on the thing and we'll make the money back up. And it doesn't even matter. And, you know, when you're really lucky, you won't hear from the people again until next year, until they think about it. Or their budget got hit so hard that they ran out of money that they had no choice but to, you know, to yeah. go ahead and cancel it because the card doesn't work anymore or whatever and i was like wow mm. it is you know? you know, yeah it's it's amazing uh mm-hmm. well man look uh we we actually have been uh shall we say i'm gonna use a fancy word we've been promulgating Ooh. the the four stages of uh-huh. enterprise uh, yes. successful enterprise that is let me let me mm-hmm. add that in there uh, that's right yeah and uh, so we broke it down into the four P's, right? That's right. We got we got four sets of P's, and and this is going to be uh, uh, what what people are looking for, and what they were looking for in this podcast is some some practical ways to put things together, some practical steps, and to walk right through this and get your legacy for your family into gear. That's right. And um, so we've broken it down to some simple four P's, and. Um, Really, it's about the meat of it. If you can handle these, eh, pretty much everything else, you know, falls into place. Which yeah. falls into place. Um, so let's go ahead and hit them with the first one. Um, yeah. What we're going to do today is we're going to run just run through all of them. And then uh, each coming podcast, we'll start to break down your practical steps for each one. But what we want you to get is a, a really good idea of where we're taking you to, how you're going to start off. And now remember, this is about not just hey let me just make something and make some money you have to think legacy you have to think forward you have to think i'm doing something now that i'm going to push forward towards grandchildren that's right that's right you almost have to you know you're in the right enterprise and i use the general word enterprise right Mm -hmm. uh you know you're in the right enterprise because money really only enables you to do more of it Mm -hmm. that's it that's how you know it it's uh, to most of your 
technology guys that were backed by venture capital like Bill Gates or somebody when they got started, Steve Jobs, they were technology guys. They were computer nerds first. And, and the venture capital that threw all this money their way was really about enabling them to do more of it. That's right. And, that, that's, and right. that's what made them downright transformative. So whatever it is that you're in, whether it's in uh, uh, you know food preparation and cooking or uh, creative content, uh, you know, just get into it, do your thing, and money mm-hmm. is your tool to do more of it. And right. you know that way you don't you don't feel compelled by consumerism to to have mm-hmm. to drain that down and suck it up as fast as you get it. Uh, and, and the other thing I want to iterate with these four P's, they are in sequential order. Mm-hmm. Respect them in sequential order, and mm-hmm. each one is going to play off of the other. Yes. Yeah. Yes, excellent said. So with that, let's hit him with the first one. Yeah. Uh, so the first one down the list, preparation. <laughs> and I find this is the one that people hate the most, the one they avoid the most, the one they dance around the most, the one that, yeah, 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 I'm gonna get to it. It's it's the one that I would say is the least exciting, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and uh, so, uh, so let's do a little snippet about about preparation. Yeah, so it involves about it involves really about two main things. One is uh, making sure that you write down your uh, goals, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, whatever it is. So that's important preparation because once you write something down, it becomes a goal. Yeah. Uh, the next step is you you get into planning. Now, uh, you know, I saw. Oh, I've been watching this series winning time by the uh, LA Lakers. The LA Lakers series. Yeah, that's right. And so it almost from the beginning, Magic was approached by his boys in Michigan before he made it out to LA Mm -hmm. about, man, we got a business plan. They had no plan, nothing written down. (laughs) And so, you know, you actually don't have to have this 100 page business plan these days, a, a uh, a 12 deck pitch deck is mm-hmm. fine and then you add more slides as appendixes afterwards right. that's fine you got mm-hmm. you can you can do that and then the other part of preparation is getting your business entity together mm-hmm. you have to separate yourself from your company's liabilities mm-hmm. and this is where it plays off of the later stages as you go on because now you have a separate entity almost uh is treated almost as another body if you will that's going to have its own credit it's going to be commercial credit which is far better to deal with and far more forgiving Mm -hmm. than personal credit and uh you know once you once you figure out the entity you're able to separate liability from yourself and the two liabilities we're talking about we're not just talking about personal injury liabilities somebody goes into your place of business, slip and fall, and they, they had to sue you personally because you didn't have an LLC. Mm-hmm. But also there's tax liability where you get to separate the the taxes from the entity uh, uh, from yourself. Uh, so right. that's also important too. That's right, that's right, that's right. And and that's, that's, that's why preparation is important. And sometimes why people want to miss it because it requires Oh man, I gotta, I gotta get a little paperwork together. I gotta get some ideas down on paper, and you know, I just want to shine to the world immediately. 
But you brought up a very good, important point. If you put the structure together properly first and properly prepared, anything that comes down the line, you are, you know, pun intended, prepared for because it's not attached to you. That's right. No, absolutely. And and the other thing, too, is I think a lot of people, some people are afraid of losing momentum. Mm -hmm. And let me just say this, that if you're in um, what I call preform stage, let's take, for instance, your goal is to open up a barbecue joint. And right now you're just going to uh, brisket competitions. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, it's not necessarily the same rush to go ahead and form the LLC just yet, but you need yeah. to start laying the groundwork. And uh, I think a lot of people feel overwhelmed. They don't understand uh, what it's designed to do and that kind of stuff. And and so you just need to form something to get started with, to you know, figure out who's a part of it and form something to get started with. You can go back and amend these documents as you take on investors and they want a piece and that kind of thing. Uh, All that can be changed over time, but you need to get something and you need to start accounting separately for that income and uh, and those expenditures. But if you're in the phase where, hey, I'm in competition phase in the very beginning, there's not an immediate rush. You don't have to feel overwhelmed. Uh, right now, but you do need to start putting it together, putting in the, the uh, deep process of figuring out how you want to get to where you want to go. That's right. That's right. And and um, during our series, as we start to take you through preparation, we'll get into more detail. So uh, for those for those of our listeners who are like, yeah, OK, I hear everything you're saying. That sounds great. Now, some of you get it right away and be like, yeah, no problem for other user who like yeah, what's going to be that exact first step now I'm supposed to do? Well, that's what we're going to do in the upcoming podcast. And we're going to break yeah. it down. And who's ever on the first grade level, second grade level, we got you right all the way up to the college level. We'll get you we'll get you squared away. So right now, we just want you to get the feel for it. That's so right. um, just one more part to preparation. Um, I, I'd like to point out, and you can add your comment to it is. Um, so we got that part. It's the part I like to call the sort of uh, invisible factors. If you are uh, around people, you know, family, friends or whatever, and they are not heading in that direction or they're not motivated, they're not motivated behind anything you do or you feel a drag, you're going to need to find either associations or things. But basically what I'm saying is like minded people uh, to help you keep you up Um, and you uh, you want to get rid of anything or anyone that might become a potential problem or a liability to you later. Now, this is normally hard because, you know, coming up from the hood, you know, I want to bring all my boys with me. I want to bring my peoples with me. Mm -hmm. I want to bring. But, you know, at the end of the day, when you're starting off something new, it's all you. And the responsibility of its growth is is all on you in the beginning, much more so than anything else. Right. You got to be the one who believes in you. You got to be the one who does something for you. You got to be the one usually to put up your initial capital. You got to do all the footwork. You know, you're the chief cook and bottle washer all at the same time. So what's important is, is that you also need to recognize, you know, who's going to be of the right mindset to help you. Now, listen, we all got that friend be like, yo, he's great to hang out with at a party. But man, I wouldn't trust this guy with five dollars. Well, this guy shouldn't be hanging around your business. then, Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. So part of preparation is clearing out and and making room for. That's uh, look. That's very fundamental and very profound. And there's nothing else I could add to that. Uh, yeah. yeah. So on to number two, 
And number two is the pledge. And if you've been following our Facebook pages and stuff, you've seen us put it up. And this is the part where it's getting a little deep. But the pledge, what do we got on the pledge? Look, the pledge is about, uh, it's it's almost like you're looking at uh, ancient African philosophy. And the idea with uh, a lot of ancient African philosophy is that, especially Ubuntu, I am because you are, right? If you start with that, you're taking your journey and I am because you are means in, in this sense, it translates to this sense in that I'm gonna make a pledge to you because you have something that I need. Right. And so therefore, you know, we're in each other's uh, uh, orbit for a reason because we have mutual interest. You've got capital, I need capital. You have mm-hmm. equipment, I need equipment. You have customers, I need customers. And so it's all about the pledges and promises that you make. You have to pledge skin in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know you want to make sure that people know that you have skin in the game because like I said, it's not about dreams, it's about uh, it's about happiness. And you're gonna achieve your goals by putting skin in the game because otherwise your dreams will change tomorrow if you don't. That's right. That's and so right. yeah, so it, if you're dealing with banks, they're gonna want to see you sign a promissory note or they're gonna want to see some collateral that you have. Uh, sometimes there are these online funders now that use revenue-based funding, which is a great tool to use. And they can actually go into your initial business account, see how much you make, and then actually lend you a percentage of that goes to pay them back. So you don't even, uh, and, and, it, and it makes it flexible that way. So you don't have to lose your shirt every month paying back a promissory note. Uh, right. So there are a lot of different things you can pledge. I'll do this for you. You do that for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and we want to, one of the two main things that we look at is either equity or asset, which has two very different functions to it. And so we'll be getting into that. But in the business world, yeah, equity and assets is what you do uh, and pledge. Otherwise, everything else is kind of working off this sort of uh, barter system, like you say. But to add one more piece in there is when you start doing business in the early stages, you know, your word becomes as important too. If you say you're gonna deliver, you're gonna have to deliver. Um, otherwise, you know, that's a broken pledge. Now a broken contract usually ends you up in court, but a broken pledge to someone who's kind of put their faith in your business, after a while that just kind of leads to no more business. Cause listen, bad news gets around a lot faster than good news. That's right, that's right, absolutely. You know, some people have are gonna have inventory accounts you know, maybe mm-hmm. if you have a restaurant, you got, uh, you know, just a solid bar. Yeah. Uh, if you if you actually hurt your standing with that distributor that uh, that stocks your shelves each week, uh, mm-hmm. they're going to actually put a file on you and, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, they're not going to be able, they're not going to want to honor your, your business as well. So. Yeah, you'll you'll be having to go buy cash piecemeal for each bottle that you need to restore. That's right. That's right. And that's uh, and that's a uh, that's the way the we like to look at the pledge. Again, we'll be breaking it down um, um, over the uh, next episodes. But as you can see, putting them together now, when you're properly prepared and your structure is prepared, 
you part of that preparation is to have something to pledge right like you said whether i have this i have that whether i have intellectual property whether i have an asset right. whether i have a piece of equity but part of that preparation is to get something or have something of value to pledge to work right. that capital to work you up to the next step that's right that's right the most the most flexible pledge you can make is equity uh but you want that equity you know it's it works better when it's based on a tangible product or, or something um so uh yeah absolutely good so then that would bring us down to the third p now and that's going to be performance mm. yes and, mm -hmm. and performance is important because at the end of the day at the end of the day all purposes of business is to get a return on your investment or capital right or money at risk this is all about returns and at the end of the day this is what people are going to want to see this is what you're going to want to see these are the things that create the legacy so that performance this is what we have to manage to get that performance that's right that's right so, and, yeah no it's definitely you know in the, in the interesting thing to keep in mind in general is that no more performance is about it's about tactics okay mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. about the tactical things you need to do to deliver on the pledges that you made yeah. you know because part of pledging also is that uh you know some people actually use advertising to fund their business they they basically build up a cl a client list or a waiting list mm -hmm. and that's a form of pledge to grow funding as well because if you have healthy margins you know you can do that well what happens when you start to uh, to mass produce their product and it doesn't come out quite like you thought all right That's right part of your performance is not so much that it had to, had to be perfect uh people know that products can have faults but are you going to go back and correct it you know what's your customer service like that's built into performance too so it's mm -hmm. all tactical it's all about how you how you go about uh, uh doing that and don't look at just the margins and the roi i mean those are important because you got to mm -hmm. stay afloat but you need to also keep in mind that sometimes your roi is not going to be as great because you are putting out a good product and some mm -hmm. of that return is going into the quality mm -hmm. and that's why you yeah. need to be in it for the right reasons to begin with so sometimes your margins are not as high and maybe you do need to switch out because some people don't understand Right. Uh, the, the product you're putting out there so that's fine that's perfectly okay that's that's okay uh, but performance is definitely about the tactics you use to keep pushing forward uh, and and without it you're you're not going to be able to honor your pledges and your preparation will have been for uh, for very little but uh, so that's right that's right and, and that's an excellent point you bring up it it if you're in it for the right reason and the reasoning is first the capital will follow right the performance will follow but you know focusing the way you said allows you to be patient and allows allows the company or your vision to grow that's right and, um, that's it's it's a very hard thing because you know everybody hey i i just I, I just put up my first YouTube page, you know, I, I was waiting for 10 million views. Well, it doesn't work like that. I've seen plenty of people get discouraged and I'm like, well, were you doing it just for views? Because you could just walk in the middle of the street and set yourself on fire for views, right? But you probably won't like the outcome after that. But, you know, if you're doing something you love and you're doing something for the passion, well, it, it'll get to you. 
And, you know, it might not get to you as quick as you want. But like you said, if you're putting the effort into the performance of what you want, you know, people to have, the other stuff follows along. The ROI, the RR, the ROC, all those all those wonderful R's all follow along. That's right. Yeah, it, it's, it's straight out of Nick Saban. You know, they, they ask, mm -hmm. how do you win so many championships? And mm -hmm. he said, I, I, I stick to the process mm -hmm. and I watch the process. I don't watch the scoreboard. There you go. There you go. Excellent. Excellent. So we get you prepared. We get you set up. Then you have something to pledge. Now, with that pledge that got you started, it got you the capital. And now we're going to manage this and we're going to work this process. Like you said, I like what you said, these tactics work my tactics so that I have this performance. And then the final P, we roll it over and we stick it right into our portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, that portfolio was great because, well, one, guess what? I, I have something to pledge right away again once it's performing well and in my portfolio. I have something to pledge against. I mean, another source of capital, another source of collateral, another source of, of leverage, another source of networking. I mean, I have something in my portfolio now. That's right. That's right. And once it's in the portfolio, I have something to pledge to future generations as well. Because, you know, as it's something ongoing, I have something to leave a legacy for. That's it. You know, uh, this is so where performance was more tactical, mm -hmm. portfolio is more strategic. Mm. Right. And so what's the difference between strategy and tactics? Well, uh, uh, tactics in terms of performance is going to be uh, if you're a pro sports team, in this game, we're going to play so-and-so and so-and-so -and -so because we feel like we have a better matchup in the game. Mm -hmm. But portfolio is going into next season and looking over the, the entire division where we compete, we need, we need to get some more players through free agency and draft that do X, Y, and Z. Mm. And so that's your strategy. We need to make sure that, you know, and so portfolio is a strategic outlook uh, it's where take for instance uh, alphabet or google as we know it and and even apple have become have transformed from technology companies to uh, venture capital funds in and of themselves mm. uh, they are they are they have considerable portfolios in venture capital because it is strategic for them to get in at the ground floor and then they don't even have to worry about an acquisition later on. Right. Uh, they can decide whether they want to spend something off that's not performing quite well enough, or they're going to keep it and add it because now it's already in-house right. Right. With, their, with their venture capital fund. And it's ironic that they have gone from being propped up by venture capital to becoming very large juggernaut players themselves. Yes, yes. Yes, yeah. and so I like that. That's I like that. That's the difference between tactics and strategy. Yes. Right? Portfolio is more about the strategy of it. That's right. And, um, That's right. The the best example uh, that I can give how to how to keep it in mind and how you can't be afraid to say no when it comes to uh, portfolio and performance. And that's uh, the the former CEO of Southwest Airlines. Mm -hmm. So his strategy is to deliver low-cost airfare and air travel right. democratize the skies as they say right. that's mm -hmm. the strategy well mm -hmm. they were engaged uh with a uh 
I guess you could say like a preliminary trial with a uh, advertising agency. Mm-hmm. So this advertising agency started to get into customer approval. Mm-hmm. And so then they they offered him this uh, memorandum that said, well, you know, our your customers said that they would actually uh, enjoy the flights more if they had uh, chicken salad sandwiches mm-hmm. on the flight. Mm-hmm. And he considered it. He's like, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, but decided against it and said no and decided not to go with them as a firm because uh, his strategy is to democratize the skies. And if mm-hmm. he offers chicken salad sandwiches, it might raise the needle on customer approval a little more, right. but it's going to also add to the cost of each ticket. Mm. Mm. So that's where a tactic is going to now get in the way of a strategy because you're just doing it. But uh, um, but this is where a portfolio performance play against each other very well if you're if you're able to uh, understand your overall mission. What are you doing? Uh, right. and, and it's usually a sentence that's, that goes along the lines of, I do this by doing this. Mm. Those are the best ones, right? I, I, right. I You're not just barbecue. I actually, I, I actually uh, smoke brisket. Uh, we have a food truck that smokes brisket by, by using, uh, you know, different blends of wood that enhance mm. the flavor. Mm. Nice, nice. Yeah. Now this is now this is key because and 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 it, just how these all fit together perfectly, you would know you you'd be clear on your strategy, had in preparation you laid this out properly when you're laying out your game plan and what your goals are right because right, right your strategies should be leading to your goal and of course your tactics should be adjusted to that right so I'm not just going to do anything tactically everything is like my my mentor always used to say he said hey listen everything is good. It's just, you can't do everything. You can do anything. You just can't do everything and still get to your desired location. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So yeah, so, you know, you got your, you set up your LLC, you got your uh, beginning loan uh, for your food truck. Uh, You got all of your supply accounts for everything that you need. Mm -hmm. And and now you've got to perform. So it's about, you know, where are you going to set up your initial food truck? a strategic mm-hmm. location right mm-hmm. but it's really a tactical location right, uh, right. because uh, you know I need to catch a certain kind of traffic at a certain time in a certain location and, right. and now you've gotten your name out there and everybody knows where you are uh, uh, there's one in Atlanta that does authentic jerk chicken and it uses uh, actual uh, hickory smoked wood mm. and oh man it tastes great and then, you know, but he's parked right over there by a liquor importer mm-hmm. on the weekends. Mm. So, Uh-oh. yeah. So when you go get your little bottle of whiskey for the weekend, you know, that's it. You're picking up a plate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So now where it spreads and he can't be everywhere at once. So now he's going to build a portfolio, like you said. Mm-hmm. Right. So now I'm going to find other either Emporium style stores. They don't even have to be liquor. They could be uh, uh, you know your wholesale memberships, your BJ Sam's Club, and whatever else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so now you've got a full blown strategy, and you're using your entire portfolio. And then now, you know what? We we've actually done a good job with the food trucks. Let's go ahead and do 
a full brick and mortar restaurant and yeah. you can actually cash in some of your some of your uh collateral in the form of trucks to go ahead and finance that location finance that location so you'd have something else to pledge right they already know the performance as well and like you said start to build out that portfolio now you know maybe yeah. i can franchise this off a little bit right That's so everybody right. likes it here and it's working here well then maybe they'll like it in uh, miami and louisiana and all these other places that's right that's right absolutely builds off wonderfully well folks this is this is exactly what we're going to be talking about and gearing you through and like i said we'll start you from the very beginning uh right up to the uh, most advanced level of it um all this talk about food i love it i think we might start a little separate episode on just uh call it food and money <laughs> where we talk about food because i love it <laughs> I, I, I do too uh probably to my detriment my waistline's detriment but i love it and uh but it is definitely one of the easier concepts for people to follow uh there's mm-hmm. so many ways now ghost kitchens food trucks and brick and mortar yeah yeah Yeah. absolutely fantastic well well guys i say we wrap it up here well let's talk about food is going to make me look for some dinner now there you go and then uh i think uh, we're off to a great start so ladies and gentlemen we got preparation pledge performance and portfolio this is what we're going to be taking you guys through helping you guys build your legacy step by step right through and we're going to we're going to give you some good places to eat on top of that. Why not? <laughs> That's it. Who knew, who knew that uh, True North for the North Star uh, goes through four Ps? So. That's right. That's right. One, one heck of a compass. <laughs> one heck of a compass. Um, so, the Evil Doctor business, be looking forward to talking to you next week. Sounds good, my man. Happy hunting. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you guys, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Take care. Yeah.